<laughs> yeah. So listen, what was it with the uh, a tornado warnings? Or what, yeah, what we had several tornado warnings, which was like unlikely for Florida today, but it was just kept raining. Especially and raining. this time of year. Yeah, we were shocked that we had a several. Let me ask you a question. Has the weather been warm? It's been a little bit, but then it got a little bit chilly, and uh, we had uh, tornado warnings all throughout, and then they turned into watches. But I mean, it was raining crazy. We the, the whole state, or just your like in the area? Just our little central area of Florida. It was crazy. Yeah. So you're in but, central Florida. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wesley Chapel's in central. It's yes. near. Give me like a, a, a how far you're from, like Kissimmee. Um, it's about two or three hours up, but we're oh, like so yeah, that's different. Okay, it's about well, twenty minutes from Tampa. Well, I will. Is that where? Is that how close you are? Twenty yes. minutes from Tampa? Yes, uh -huh. I know exactly where you're at because I've been mm -hmm. to Tampa. Yes, I've been to Tampa, Saint Pete. Saint yeah, Peter's it's, yeah, it's about an hour, two hours away, an hour and a half away from there, but it's closer to Tampa. Okay. Is where we're closer by, and we were okay. just like they said, no, no, have to. uh hide in the hallway or stand in the hallway, but to just be prepared. Yeah. We're like, Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, um, you want to go live? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do a show tonight. Let's do we it. We can sit here and just bullshit with each other. <laughs> exactly. But we have a show to do. Tonight. <laughs> let's, let's, I think it's more fun to do a show. Let's do a show. Yes. <laughs> the following program may contain mature subject matter. Your discretion is advised. The following interviews are for entertainment purposes only and not meant to reflect any conclusion of truth from its guests or hosts. These interviews are for your entertainment and are not meant to merit any social commentary. Thank you. It's Thursday night, and that means only one thing, Amelia. What's the buzz time? It's what's the buzz time. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's 4 p.m. in Los Angeles, 6 o'clock in Chicago, Illinois, and 7 p.m. here in New York City. I'm your host on this Thursday night, Mad Dog the Sip. You're joined as I am each and every week by Her Holiness, Her Roliness, <laughs> the mouth of the South. <laughs> Amelia, the pitbull Chapman. How you doing, kid? Thank good, good. Stay dry today. <laughs> weather today. What the hell's going on in Florida? I have no idea. Those tornado warnings and that rain came out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you don't get tornado warnings in December, and especially yeah. where you are in yeah. Central Florida. It's like, you know, I could see maybe like on the coast where, you know, like mm -hmm. Tampa, St. Pete. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe even up in the peninsula hand, you know, the panhandle up in right. Pensacola, that area, mm -hmm. you know, but not like, you know, where you are, because it's yeah. traditionally it doesn't really get that.
cold. Right. Or that you know, warm, I should say, I should say that warm in December. Yeah, I think you know, the it doesn't really get real cold. Is, has it been cold there? The the lowest it's been so far would be like 58 so far, the low, and then 70 is the high. Basically. That's like a heat wave. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> For me, it's a heat wave. Mm -hmm. I know. Where it's like, it's going to get any colder or something. Well, here will kill you for 58 degree weather. I know. I'm used to Texas weather where it gets like a low, like 20s and stuff like that. It gets like the Arctic Circle over here, like, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. like Alaska, where Melissa lives. <laughs> uh, Melissa is a, a friend of ours. She Hosted a couple shows with us, but, um, you know, she couldn't handle the heat here in the kitchen. In <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Speaking of Hell's Kitchen, thank you, Chef Gordon Ramsay, mm -hmm. for finally, finally opening Hell's Kitchen Atlantic City. We have a Hell's Kitchen in New Jersey. Oh, wow. 40 minutes from my house. It's beautiful. This isn't that, but we got it. I'm going to take Anita there one night. Wow. I think I'm going to surprise great. her. Unless she's watching this show, then it's not a surprise anymore. Then uh, it's an April Fool's Day today. <laughs> What's the yeah, right? Wink, wink. Yeah, I know, right? right? Yep. So listen, tonight, Amelia. Yes. Um, we are going to explore. Oh, by the way, before we, I don't, yes. uh, just let me address this right off the top. Before mm -hmm. we get into what we're going to explore tonight. Um, Courtney Katona is not here tonight. Um, she, she had some things to do. Uh, we wish her well in her future endeavors. Uh, but the Courtney will not be with us. Just, uh, Amelia and myself. Uh, so mm -hmm. look, you got the beauty and the beast tonight. Okay. The mad dog <laughs> and the pit bull. Right. So here is what we are going to explore tonight. A lot of stuff here. Yeah, um, if you watched part one, wow. It yeah, opened my eyes. One, we got a lot of reaction on part one, too. A lot of people liked what we did on part one. It opened um, a lot of people's eyes, I tell you. The Yeah, the Amityville House of Horrors. This has been, man, oh, man. This has been the, the, uh, the a, a lot. Let me just back up for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's been a point of contention. It's been a sore spot. For a lot of people, it's been the, the source of a lot of controversy for people, because especially now, almost 50 years later, we're still talking about this place yes. like it's like it's yesterday's news. We're talking about something that happened like 50 years ago. Yes. Um, Ronald DeFeo Jr., the man who committed the atrocities at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. He died last year at the age of 69. And he died believing that he had nothing to do with this. That he said spirits took over. And spoke to his head. I think we have, at least for our point, for the work that Amelia and I have done, I think I can say... And Amelia, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Mm -hmm. I think I can safely say that there were no spooks or specters involved in Ronald DeFeo's atro atrocities. Let's just call it, you know, massacre. Let's just call it what it is. It was a massacre. Massacre yes. of his family. Yeah, for mm -hmm. real. Yes. So um, 
But there are people today, even today, Amelia, there are still people who believe that that guy had spirit-filled voices in his head telling him what to do. Now, um, we've explored that angle. I, you know, I think that we're pretty intelligent people here. Uh-huh. I still can't figure out why nothing happened before exactly. and nothing happened after. Why did it only happen then? Yeah. And why was it only him? Right. I think the answers were clear to us when we investigated this. Uh-huh. He was the only one in the house that was a drug user. He was the only one in the house that was an alcoholic. He was he was not the only one in the house, however, that was sexually abused. Um, hate to say it. I got to say it, folks. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but the Ronald DeFeo Sr., the dad, uh-huh. and uh, Mrs. DeFeo, the mom, uh-huh. they, both of them, the both of them abused, sexually abused, all of their children. Now, I, I'm not saying this to demonize the parents. I'm saying it because it's true. You know, I'm not. There's enough victims here. Okay, there's you know we, we have six dead victims, and Ronald DeFeo's a victim too. He's a victim of alcohol abuse, sexual abuse, mental and drug abuse, and yeah. mental, I believe, as well. Yeah, and mental abuse. He's a he's a victim, but he's also the perpetrator. Yes. And you can be the victim and the perpetrator. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear tonight how that's possible. We have via videotape Dr. Tim Grande. Um, Timothy Todd Grande. He is a doctor of psychiatry He is not with us in the studio. He is with us on videotape. And so I want to give Dr. Grande a shout out. Uh, I'm going to put his name up there. Dr. Tim Grande talks out of the house. Uh, We're going to hear from him tonight. Um, So when we left off, Amelia, Uh um, on Tuesday night, I, I think we started off with more questions than answers. Yes. By the end of that first episode, I think we were equal in answers and questions. Mm-hmm. Are there questions that you still have regarding 112 Ocean Avenue at Amityville, New York? Well, I, I believe that uh, the question would be is a lot of people went to investigate in to, they didn't still find anything, correct? Nothing in the house that would... No. Uh, and and that's, an, that's a real good point. That's a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The only people, the only people who said that there were something supernatural afloating mm-hmm. was George and Kathleen Lutz. They are the family that moved in after the DeFeo family was killed, after Ronald DeFeo was tried, convicted, and jailed, after 
all of that, along comes George and Kathleen Lutz, two people with not the greatest backgrounds in the world. Mm -hmm. Certainly they don't, they have, I'll be, I'm going to be kind because they're dead. I will say that they don't have the greatest credibility in the world. Let's put Mm -hmm. it that way. Especially George Lutz. Certainly not the best credibility. Um, You're going to find out why in a few minutes uh, and throughout this evening. Because tonight we're going to, I think we're really going to focus tonight on the Lutz family, the book, and the movies. Yes. We're going to talk a lot about the book, the movies, and the Lutz family. And why, what would perpetrate, what would cause a person to perpetrate a, I'll just call it what it is, to perpetrate a fraud. Exactly. On the that's what people. I was going to name it. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be kind here mm-hmm. because they're, they're gone and there's no one to speak on their behalf. And the only living person that can speak on their behalf has real credibility issues of his own, and that's Daniel Lutz, right. who is steeped in trouble, yes. really steeped in trouble. And writing books about the same thing, that's trying to make money on a house. That yeah, and he's trying have... to, look, he's trying to cash in on the house. He claims, mm-hmm. and this, I, I have to hold my face when this, because I, I get mm-hmm. a headache. Yes. When I think about, when I when I think <laughs> about Daniel Lutz, I get a headache. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Follow me, folks, because I'm not making any of this no. up. He's not. Trust me. Daniel Lutz, uh, Amelia, tell me if I'm lying. Mm-hmm. Daniel Lutz wrote a book blaming the Amityville uh, horrors for his life being fucked up. Yes. Okay. Just call it state of state. Yeah. Now he's trying to write another book. I guess he ran out of money. Yes. You're going to hear what Dr. Timothy, Timothy Todd Grande says about Georgian and Kathleen Lutz. I I think the son learned from the father. Yes. Because when you run out of money, what do you do? You make a tall tale. You tell the story. You get people to listen. What did we say before, Amelia, about rumors? That uh, rumors tend to just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and people try to make believe the rumor, basically. That's exactly right. That's exactly If the rumor gets big enough, people mm -hmm. believe it. And guess what he's trying to say now about the – that – the oh house, yeah! Tell everybody. Go ahead, please. The house is uh, still to this day making him not be able to sleep. It's not you letting can't make him this sleep, up. and he's probably he hasn't so- lived in this house since he was a little boy. Mm-hmm. He's not a young guy. He's like no. 50, well, 58, 59. Yeah. Yes, he's pushing sixty. Mm-hmm. This guy, he might be over 60. I don't know. And that's what well, he was saying, just a you know? little, little boy. How yeah. old is he? He's in his late 50s. I do know that. Yeah, like 58, 59 yes. is what and I heard. That's what he's saying now that the house is not still to this day, not letting him sleep. Um, no, Mm-mm. he hasn't lived it. in this house since he was six years old, seven mm-hmm. years old. That was 50 years ago. 
Exactly. So he's every bit. He's every bit of 58, 59 years old. At least. Yes. At least that old. Yeah. So now, don't tell me that a house that you lived in when you were seven or eight years old is still now haunting your head. Okay. What is? I think that what's haunting your head is that you can't find a job and you got no money. Exactly. I think that's the problem, Daniel. And it's called the problem. finding a therapist to help you with something like that. It's yeah, called look, therapy. we got a great guy on the show tonight. His name is yeah. Dr. Tim Todd Grande. Yeah. Okay, T- Dr. Look, hey, call Dr. Grande. He's a, yeah. you can find him everywhere. Yeah, He's and there the <laughs> and there's places that phone number. <laughs> yeah, there's places that are called clinics that uh, will help you with therapy. And a lot, if you don't have insurance, they exactly. will go with you if with pay whatever you have self pay. And if not, yep. they will help you uh, do a payment arrangements that are really good clinics. Absolutely, let's do mm-hmm. this. Let's take yep. care of this. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So we know, and we talked about this before. Yes. Um, let's give everybody before we even do this tonight, before I go to this paper, okay. I want to go and just kind of give everybody, Amelia, a little yes. like a refresher course. Okay. Yes. Um, this is what happened in Amityville. Okay. This is what happened. Viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. These are gruesome scenes. I'm sorry, folks, but this is what happened. I have to show it. By the way, Amelia, Uh as we're watching this, uh, it reminded me to tell everybody something after this um, slideshow, after this Uh film, I should say, Uh after this film is concluded, I found out something that was not revealed before. Oh. Yeah. That's a picture of everyone together right there. Yeah. And they're all on their stomachs. That's well, that's important. Mm-hmm. And that's important. The uh, yeah, that, that's a, a mistress to fail. Mm-hmm. And that's a picture of father and son. That's Ron DeFeo Sr. and Jr. By the way, by the way, as we're talking about that, you see that picture on the wall? That was the one you just saw. Yes. I want you to notice what what they're doing. Uh, Tell uh, everybody they, what they're doing in that picture. They, uh, they're smiling. They're no, happy. What, what are, are they, they doing? Together? What are they doing? Look, what's in his hand? It looks like a, a it's doorknob. Alcohol. Alcohol. Oh, it's goodness. alcohol. He's drinking. He's he, drinking with his own his son. son Watch.
Okay, there's the closer bottle. There's the closer. Ah, no wonder they're so happy. That's what, yeah. That's <laughs> where the son learned to drink from the father. How old do you think he's there? Like at least 18 years old, the son? Oh, Probably. no. He's he's 20. every bit of 23, 24 in this picture. He's every bit of 23, 24. Um, yeah, don't forget. Mm-hmm. He grew a full beard, but he did. He he looked a lot older than he was. Mm-hmm. He looked about thirty in this picture, mm-hmm. but he, but he wasn't. Was he was only about twenty. I'm okay. I'm I'm going to say my best guesstimate based mm-hmm. on what I know about the case. Mm-hmm. He the top age he could be right here mm-hmm. is twenty five. Twenty five. I'm okay. going to say twenty four, but tops twenty five. Okay. Okay, now his father is about 56, maybe 57 in this uh-huh. picture. Because uh-huh. he was, I think he was only less than 60 when he died. Yes. Um, we could find out how, how old he actually was. Okay. So sad right there. That's all the caskets in a row right there. Yeah. The families. Yep. The whole town came mm-hmm. out to, to see them. Yeah. And I thought about that picture. I, I got to look at this picture again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was looking at. Because at first I was like, looking at that. What were they celebrating? No, you were uh, looking at their face. I was. I wanted yeah. you to look at their hands. Yeah. And all With of a sudden. Ron DeFeo Jr. Mm-hmm. He's holding a glass in his hand. Yeah, and, and the father's pouring him a drink. And of all the pictures that the family could hang on the wall, that one of all pictures that they, that's weird. I want you to think about that. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, that he, it, yeah. That he, of all the pictures to put on the wall, mm-hmm. he put a picture of him and his son having a, a drink together. Yeah. That's, which is crazy. Yeah. Then they, if they work together, supposedly father and son, they could put a picture of them working together on a car. Well, then, I think like they're, that. Yeah, you know. look, you know, <laughs> if they're going to put pictures of themselves on the wall of the house, mm-hmm. okay, you could put like you know, dress up in like a, a nice shirt and tie, yeah. or like Plan something you know, together, try yeah. to clean yourself a yeah. little bit, <laughs> right? you know, maybe clean yourself up a little a bit. Holiday picture, birthday picture, not but you and your father, you know, pouring a it, you know, maybe I don't know what he was celebrating or what. If, if uh, maybe they would just felt like taking the, here, we're going to have a drink together. Take a picture. Right. I don't know, crazy. <laughs> um, let's take a look at well, but before we do that, because mm-hmm. I promised you I was going to read this mm-hmm. 15 minutes ago. No, <laughs> hold minute. Oh, we had to show those, we had to show that again because we had to tell people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. About so, last night's we were show. talking about the book mm-hmm. now. Let me let me give you the backstory here. Okay. okay. So we know the Lutz family moved in in 1975. Correct. In fact, it was this week. Oh, they really? Moved in this week, at, at, like 49 years ago. This week, I think the actual date was yesterday. Wow. Okay. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Okay. For, go check it out. 
you wow. think I'm lying, go check it out. It was 49 years ago yesterday. And the okay. show was meant to be, huh? That the, that the Lutz family moved in. Now, again, you can't make this up. We talked about this Tuesday. Mm -hmm. George and Kathleen Lutz, they both owned their own house, okay? So they decided to sell their houses and buy a house together. Okay. A couple of problems. First of all, George and Kathleen Lutz didn't have a whole lot of upfront money for the house because George's business was failing and he was in debt up to his asshole in debt. Okay. Really seriously in debt. He owed a lot of people. So all the money that he made from selling their houses went to pay off debtors. And that was just some of the debtors. Okay, it cost them eighty thousand dollars. Again, I'm wow. I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm my so head. like that with that amount. It's just like we talked. How about that? Was that crazy? Yes. yes too how crazy. much did the house originally sell for? Is it three hundred and fifteen thousand? Three, yeah, three hundred over three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Amelia's right. Three hundred thousand plus. Mm -hmm. 315, 320, all right? That, they got the house out of steel, folks. That's and what use Ron that DeFeo Sr. paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Three, over $300,000, almost 315000 mm -hmm. Okay. In 1970, that's what he paid for it. Mm-hmm. When you see the house, you'll understand why. It's, it's a beautiful, huge, huge home. Huge. Beautiful home. Okay? In a very wealthy neighborhood, with its own boathouse, with its own boat dock, with a pool house, with a guest house, with a tennis court, and a courtyard. Beautiful, beautiful home. Oh, my gosh. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. You Give me that house now. Oh. Haunted or not, give me that fucking house right now. <laughs> right? By the way, the house today is going for $935,000. Wow. I'm not even, go on Zillow, go mm. on Zillow.com, type in 112 Ocean Avenue, Amityville, New York. Oh, so they went back to the original uh, address instead of 108? Well, it, it, it fluctuates, it all depends on who lists it. The, oh, the, okay. The legal, here's the thing, mm -hmm. the legal address is 112. Mm -hmm. One of the families that moved in afterwards called the Reynolds family. They moved in. They had so many people showing up to take pictures and visiting and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm -hmm. They said, can we change the address of the house from 112 to 108? It didn't matter because people who knew the house knew where it was. You could change the address, but guess what? It's still 112 Ocean Avenue. Legally, it's 112 Ocean Avenue. Right. Okay. And they can't put a big fence up where it, where it sits, right? Because they won't no. even. No. No. When you when you see the house, you'll understand why. Yeah. And that's the sad part about it. It takes away from the whole house. It, and, and here's the thing, Amelia, and that's a good mm -hmm. point that you bring up. Mm -hmm. If they put a fence up around that house, mm -hmm. the value of that house will plummet in half. Yeah. In half. 
That's just so sad. A beautiful. You'll home go life. from nine hundred and thirty, almost a million dollars. Okay, uh, you'll go from oh, nine hundred and thirty-five thousand uh-huh. down to four hundred grand in a heartbeat. You know. Well, let's go put that fence up, <laughs> right? So we can get that house. Uh, somebody is Tell saying somebody. hi, Ange, in the. So, uh, who are you, user? It says Facebook user. Who are you? Is that is that I Diane? Think, is that um, our friend Diane joining us? We'll find out in a moment. Sure. <laughs> um, let me tell everybody about this. I'm going to read this to everybody. So we, again, I'm, I'm bringing all of this up, and Amelia and I are setting the, the foundation here. Mm-hmm. The Lutz family moves in around this time, yesterday, Christmas time, in 1975. And they're living high off the hog. And they're enjoying themselves, and they're, they're you know, they, they're feeling like they're rich. Because they got this huge house, they stole it for eighty thousand. Okay. Oh yes. You know, and they actually less than that because the bank gave them the money, mm-hmm. and they never paid it back. By the way, nope. They lived there for a month, mortgage free. Okay, and they never, they never did pay on it. Let me tell you how much money they made off of this house. Okay, you're gonna shit yourself when you find out. They, along with their lawyer, cut a book deal with Ronald DeFeo. Okay? They cut a book deal with him. Ronald DeFeo wanted a nice chunk of change for his story. They said, fuck you. We're going to keep it all. We don't need your story then. We're gonna, we'll, we'll make our own story is what they said. Okay? Now, listen to this one. Jay Anson and the family lawyer of the Lutz mm-hmm. family sat down with George Lutz and they came up with this idea. Let's have a couple glasses of wine and let's throw around some ideas. Okay. Let me tell you what they did. Jay Anson's 1977 book, The Amityville Heart was based on the purported events of Ronald DeFeo and and stories that they concocted over a few bottles of wine, okay? It also served as the foundation for other books that followed and many movies up to, some lists have it as many as 20 movies. Wow. We know that there were nine for sure. Mm -hmm. And they're absolutely right. There are actually more than 20. It's like 24 movies were made on the Amityville. Okay. Anson's book used 45 hours, Amelia. Wow. Family interviews as a basis. What did I tell everybody on Tuesday? They interviewed George and Kathleen Lutz and the family. Okay. Even the children. Yes. Not one time not one fucking time did george lutz say i'm into the paranormal and the occult not once that's once what that's important you're going to find out why because as they as i said they use these recordings as the basis for the Mm -hmm. book right and nowhere Mm -hmm. in the book does it say anything Mm-hmm. about George Lutz's involvement in the paranormal or the occult. No. Okay. 
one of the Lutz kids, Christopher Quarantino, who was adopted. Mm-hmm. Go figure. The Lutz family adopted an Italian baby, right? Confirmed that the hauntings happened. Okay. Later found out that he was making it all up. Yes, they did. However, he also said that the events were exaggerated by his stepfather, George Lutz. Mm-hmm. So he even contradicted himself. He said they happened, but then we also made it up. Well, yeah. which is it? Is it true or is it false? Yeah. It can't be true and false. And which one is it? Which story is it true? Yeah, or it's either a true it story or it's bullshit that you made mm-hmm. up, right, Amelia? Yes. And All even right. the priests, uh, they said that the priest even said, changed the story like three different times. Well, let me say this to you. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the house remains just that, a house. Mm-hmm. It's changed hands for decades, I mean, decades, for almost 50 years. 112 Ocean Avenue, Amityville, New York, has changed houses at least 30 times. That we, 30, you hear me 30 right? 30 times. 30 times wow. that we know of. Okay? Understand this. Um, the attorney whose name was James Weber, uh, said that the, the uh, I'm sorry, the, James Weber was DeFeo's attorney. Mm-hmm. He said that the haunting was all a hoax. He said, this is DeFeo's, yeah. Ron DeFeo's lawyer. Mm-hmm. Talk about throwing your client under the bus. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait he a minute, said, I got something to say here. <laughs> he said... It was all a hoax, Mm -hmm. and it was all perpetrated on the idea of Mm -hmm. making money from a book deal, from a movie deal. Mm -hmm. But the DeFeos never got the movie deal and the book deal. The Lutz family did. That's why Why? it was all Here's the reason why they got the book deal Mm -hmm. and the movie deal, because they had a couple of old people. Mm-hmm. Come into their house. Who were they, Amelia? They were. Um, see, I'm trying to think of their names. Of oh, goodness, I just I just you, you saw who they are. The Conjuring. Yeah, it was the, Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine. Lo- Lauren. Yeah, Ed and Lorraine. Oh goodness, I can't think of their Warren. names. Right now. Warren. Thank the you. Warren. Ed and Lorraine <laughs> Warren. Yeah. So-called yeah. ghost hunters. Yeah. So-called um, investigators. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you who Ed and Lorraine Warren were. Mm-hmm. They were nothing. They were yep. two nice old people. That's all they were. Yeah. And they took that story and they became multi-millionaires. Yes. From doing absolutely fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Fucking nothing. They did. Yeah. And she yeah. said that she would. Uh, smart, she felt- two smart old people mm-hmm. that were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And she said something about she'll never go into that house again because uh, she felt something so bad. We're going to get to that in a minute. Hold on a yeah. sec. Hold on. Don't get ahead of the story yeah. here, kid. <laughs> but yeah, a but... lot of the time, people like that have to say certain things, you know, to help people. Oh, yeah. But, well, you're going to find yeah. out why, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You're going to find out why. Here's the problem. Despite its appeal, after the Lutz family moved out, the house went into foreclosure. Nobody ever paid on this house. The bank took it back. It was next owned by 
James and Barbara Cromerty, uh, I guess I that's couldn't pronounce her last name either. <laughs> yeah. Who changed the address from, um, oh, James and Barbara Cromerty, uh, James Reynolds and Barbara Cromerty, the owners of that, thank you very much, who changed the, the, uh, the owners of Riverhead Raceway, mm -hmm. who purchased the house and changed it from 112 Ocean Avenue, petitioned the town of Amityville to change it to 108 Ocean Avenue, mm -hmm. hoping to stave off stalkers and you know, passers-by and gawkers. Mm -hmm. um, they tried to live there. They lived there for a, 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 about a year, and one just short of a year. Nobody really lasted long there. Did they change the color of the house at that time? It went when? from from cobalt blue to white. Okay. You're going to see the pictures of it tonight. Okay. Um, yeah. After an uneventful decade with its walls, a house sold to Peter and Jean O'Neill in 1987. Mm -hmm. The O'Neills sold it for 310. Mm -hmm. To a guy named Brian Wilson, not Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. I thought that was him. No, 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 no. Beach Boys. Most recently, mm -hmm. in 2017, the house sold for six hundred and five thousand dollars. What? Six hundred and five thousand. Yeah. Six hundred and five thousand in the in 2017. Wow. In now, remember we talked about the look-alike house in New Jersey? Yes, the one that had okay. the chimney on the side of the house, yes. Batten your hatches down. Listen to this shit. Mm -hmm. As for the New Jersey home mm -hmm. that used that was used for the double of the mm -hmm. Amityville house, it was put on the market in 2011 for $1.45 million. Wow. And then sold for... Sold for $1.35 million. Is it because it looked like the Amityville house or just because in the area yeah, that it was, it was used in the movie? That's why. Wow. That's why it sold for more. Because they didn't use the Amityville house in the movie. Mm -hmm. They used the New Jersey house in the movie. Did that one support that that house exp experience any activity after or during Good the movie? Question. I'm going to tell you that right now. Here you go. Um, when Odalis Farsago, a nice Italian name, when mm -hmm. Odalis Farsago put the house uh, and put the 1920 structure on the market, she was immediately asked, is it haunted? She mm -hmm. explained that ghosts had nothing to do with the sale and she was merely divorcing her husband. Mm-hmm. So that's your answer. No, there were no ghosts. There were no ghost reportings, no ghost mm -hmm. stories. The woman who sold her house said, my husband and I are divorcing. He's going her his way and I'm going my way. And mm -hmm. neither one of us want this house. So we're going to sell it. So mm -hmm. they sold the house and they split the money. So basically, it was just like a even trade, a house, and you know yeah. we were happy here for a while, and that was yeah, it. That was it. It was a, uh, you know what it was? Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful house that a lot of people got to live in basically for free, because the house went into foreclosure. Mm -hmm. It basically made no money. That house today, 
hasn't turned a dime in profit. The bank made all the money, not the house. Yeah, I it's just such you a beautiful know? home that nobody's going to be able to cherish and live in and love. And let's take the house. a look. At, you talk about a beautiful home, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Take a look at this, kid. Yes. We're going to do show and tell your favorite thing. Yay! <laughs> there you go. Oh, then and now, the Amityville house. Then and now. Now, let me just, I, I forgot to tell everybody. Mm -hmm. um, this uh, video presentation mm -hmm. is divvied up into two parts. The old the old house first mm -hmm. and then the same house renovated. Yeah, they show linoleum flooring it's in the, the beginning. Same, yeah, it's the same house. It's exactly the same house mm -hmm. but you're going to see what it looked like during the murders mm -hmm. and what it looked like after they renovated it. So that's, I want to, want to be sure that everybody understands that this is the same house. So here you go. Look at all that old furniture. Wow, the small TVs. Remember those? That, yeah, look at that TV, right? Portable TVs. <laughs> oh, that rug. Yeah. All paneling. Remember paneling? Paneling, wallpaper. Those chairs. The chandelier is beautiful. That's called gaudy Italian wallpaper. Oh, wow. Now, I can say this because I'm Italian. The old... Italians off the boat from Italy, mm -hmm. they love gaudy shit. <laughs> the gaudier, the better. That chandelier is beautiful. Yeah, like that stupid chandelier that nobody <laughs> would have in their house today. Not anymore today, but it was beautiful okay. back then, though. You're looking at red wallpaper. By the way, red textured wallpaper. Textured wallpaper. Mm -hmm. With a gold chandelier. With gold-trimmed mirrors. There's a lot of gold in this house. Mm -hmm. A lot of gold so that was a way of showing off your wealth. Mm -hmm. And the old Italian people love to do that. They mm -hmm. love to show off how much money they got. Here you go. What do you see there, Mio? Uh, let's see. There's a That's one of the windows that looks like the eye. That's exactly. That's all I wanted you to say. Mm-hmm. That's one of the windows, the so-called evil eye windows. Evil eye window. <laughs> By the way, just so you know, in the whole history of the Amityville house, mm -hmm. not one single person, not one, ever said that there were eyes looking out the windows. Never. Not one. That was completely bullshit made up by the movie. That was just for special effect. That never happened. What a wallpaper. Oh, wow. How's that for a kitchen? That's an old kitchen. <laughs> no breakfast, no. Yeah. With the booth, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, with a booth, remember? Linoleum floors, yeah. <laughs> Remember that color hot pink? Yes. <laughs> it was everywhere. <laughs> the, and then the, the telephone yeah. against the wall. 
<laughs> rotary phone. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> rotary yep. phones. Yep. To this day, a show kid, kid, a kid looking at this is going yep. to say, "Hey, what's that hanging on the wall there?" They make a phone call with you. It used like, to be well, a telephone. Oh, here is We're going to take now. a look at Amityville now. Oh, now, wait till you see this. Big, mm. big difference. Wait till you see this. It's crazy. Look at that. Whoa. Is all just wooden. That's the foyer. Yeah, there's the boathouse. Oh wow! I want people to understand something. We're talking about a house here that has a frigging boathouse. You understand what I'm saying here? Mm -hmm. There's a boathouse here. Yeah. And they have their own boat dock yes. and their own boat slip. And the boat has a boathouse. <laughs> and the boat. And it's not a big boat either. No, oh, but it has its own little house. It has its own house. <laughs> and they have a pool a house. A separate house, yes. And a guest house. But the fucking boat has its own house, okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Watch this. Oh, now, you're going to be on your luck. Yeah, the house, you the see windows. what they did to the windows? Yeah, it's just a regular oh. square windows now. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, they put them square windows in. Mm-hmm. With the shutters I on think, the side. Let me tell you something. I think when they put those square windows in, mm -hmm. I think they killed the whole house. Yeah. I really do. I really, really do. I am Does convinced. I'm really, I'm serious too. I am convinced that if they put those. Um, I think they call French windows, I believe. No, they're called no. half moon. They're half called half moon, moon windows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're called half moon I windows. I think it gave character to the house the other way they, they really, had them. And that's what I'm getting at. It gave mm -hmm. character to the house. It did. It also gave the house curb appeal. It mm -hmm. looked different. It now it looks like any other house in the neighborhood. Yeah. Especially the white color. Check it out. Oh, right? This ceramic is the, uh, floor. Yeah, that, oh, that was called the atrium, by the way. Oh, look at this. Look at that, that was called. Let me let me show you. Let's take a look at this yes. uh, this room. Look it was that. called the atrium. If you oh, look in there, beautiful. it's got a ceiling fan, mm -hmm. and all of those doors open up onto the courtyard. Wow. I want you to notice when you look out those windows, you can mm -hmm. see the, the four car garage. Mm -hmm. Okay, two cars on one side, two cars on the other side. That's, That's a four car beautiful. garage we're talking about. Next beautiful. to the garage, look at it. Mm -hmm. There's the guest, the pool house. I'm sorry, not mm -hmm. the guest house. The, the pool, pool house. house. Mm -hmm. Okay. The guest yes. house is on the other side of the garage. You can see it through the window. 
That's beautiful. You have to really look, but it's there. You can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're watching the video, do it like we're doing. Just stop the video and look. Amelia, mm-hmm. you saw the kitchen. Yes, you saw the different mm-hmm. kitchens in there. Mm-hmm. This house has three kitchens. Three kitchens. It's got two kitchens on the main level and one upstairs. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, it's got a kitchen upstairs on the second floor. Wow, I would never leave the second and floor. And it's got a <laughs> it's got a separate dining room upstairs too. Wow. Oh yeah. I never have to leave the the second floor. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely. (laughs) I just like, I'm going to stay up here for the rest of the day. Yeah, for real. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is, that's the Amityville house then and now. Mm. Um, What a beautiful house. A lot of people have, have asked about, you know, the authenticity of the house. Mm-hmm. There's a doctor named Dr. Timothy Todd Grande, uh, who we have here on video. Uh, Dr. Grande is an interesting guy because he did an in-depth study of the Amityville house. He also did a very, very interesting video that you're more than welcome to watch it. We're not going to discuss it here because mm-hmm. it's too much in depth on Ed and Lorraine Warren. He did an entire hour-long video on the Warren family. The, well, I say family it was Ed and Lorraine, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I want you to spend about the next five minutes with me, Amelia. Okay. And I want you to listen carefully and take notes if you need to, because this is really important. This is Dr. Timothy Todd Grande, psychiatrist. Listen to him. Briefly take a look at what happened in this house. In the early morning hours of November 13, 1974, 23-year-old Ronald DeFeo Jr. used a rifle to kill his two parents and his four siblings. DeFeo would eventually be found guilty on six counts of second-degree murder and given six consecutive life sentences. The crime had nothing to do with supernatural forces. Some mental health professionals said that DeFeo had antisocial personality disorder. Others said he was hearing voices. But either way, no one said that ghosts were involved. George and Kathleen Lutz married in 1975. They each owned houses, but they wanted to buy a house together. Kathleen had been married before and had three children from that marriage, two boys and a girl, ages nine, seven, and five. George and Okay. He just confirmed what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. The seven-year-old was Daniel Lutz. Mm -hmm. Daniel, yes. And I knew he had to be about seven, seven six. Eight, somewhere yeah. around, yeah, six mm-hmm. or seven is around there. So he, the doctor just confirmed that. Let's listen to him continue. By the way, Amelia, mm-hmm. if you have any questions, let me know and I'll stop this anywhere you want. Okay. 
Kathleen moved into the Ocean Avenue house in December of 1975. They bought it for $80,000, which was considered a pretty good deal. They were advised that murders took place in that house, but that didn't bother them. The Lutz family was having serious financial problems. Specifically, George Lutz had a substantial amount of debt from a failing business. Do you hear what he said? Substantial amount of debt from a failing business, yeah. Yeah, I said that Tuesday. So I want people to know I do my research. Mm-hmm. Okay? I do a lot of research on this show. Amelia does a lot of research. Yes. We have to, you understand something, folks. We have to legally, legally get this right. Mm -hmm. Okay? We have to. Because there are people watching this show and people listening to this show. And we have to make sure that it's right. That mm -hmm. all our I's are dotted, our T's are crossed, and we're doing justice to the story that we're not embellishing. We're not making anything up. What you're hearing is our research confirmed by a licensed practicing psychiatrist, Dr. Timothy Todd Grande. Mm -hmm. Let us continue. The couple had a Catholic priest come out to the house to bless it because of the whole murder thing. His name was Father Picararo. The book referred to him as Father George Clay. What did they call him in the book, Amelia? Father? Um, it was a different name. It was Father or something, but it was another. It was not Picararo. It was uh, like a different name. I can't remember what it is. Do you was. know what it was? Um, I know you do because you said it Tuesday. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Um, His name was Father Francisco. Francisco, that's it. Yeah, it was like a different like a Hispanic name. I'll, I'll always save you, kid. Don't worry about it. Uh, the antisocial that he was, they was talking about before, yeah. personality that he had, back then they did, could not diagnose anything like that. No, and you're going to talk about that. Actually, the doctor's going to talk about this, too. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Let's yeah. listen to that. Because mm -hmm. we, could, we could talk about it after the, after the okay. video. Yeah, that's what I'm that he saw Kathleen transform into an old woman like not over time but rapidly now did you hear what he said yeah she george watched watched his wife turn into an old lady and before his very eyes okay mm -hmm. you want to talk about somebody who's got voices talking to his head holy shit <laughs> maybe ron defeo was the sane one here mm -hmm. who the fuck knows it's crazy stuff mm -hmm. where did you hear what he says next a sculpted lion came to life and bit George almost. The, you hear what he said? A please, sculpted please lion? Re <laughs> please repeat what he just said. So I, I make sure I, I heard what a I heard. A sculpted lion came into life and bit George. Yeah. You know what he's <laughs> talking about, right? Yes. Like, he's talking about the lion outside, that statue of a lion. Yeah. That one he that said they that lion came to life and bit him. <laughs> this is what we're talking about, okay? They later found out that he was completely full of shit and lied about everything. Every morning at 3.15, the time when the murders were thought to have taken place, George Lutz would wake up, hear the children's beds slamming up and down on the floor, and be unable to move due to a mysterious unknown force. During one morning episode, he said his wife was levitating. Now, I have, again, I have to stop here. 
He said he couldn't move because of an unknown force. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something was holding him stiff. Like, let oh. me tell you something about the mind, how the mind works. There's something referred to as sleep paralysis. Yes, I've heard of that. I before. believe, I believe in my heart and in my gut and in my mind. I believe that George Lutz suffered from anxiety, depression, sleep disorders, mm-hmm. big time sleep disorders. Mm-hmm. Because, and we know this, we know this factually because his son inherited his sleep disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel. George Lutz, I believe in my heart, was dreaming this stuff in a twilight sleep. It's that area of sleep, and I've done extensive research. It's that area of sleep between sleep and awake. It's called, uh, people call it a twilight sleep. Mm -hmm. They call it like a... a, a midnight sleep where you're mm-hmm. like you're you're up but you're not you're you're awake or, but you're not yeah or when you think of something right before you go to bed you kind of like dream about it in a way exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah they call you know what they call that yeah. they call that a twilight sleep because mm-hmm. you're like you're still in that the dozing off period right that's where I believe I believe that in my heart yeah, I because because what Doctor Grande is saying mm-hmm. is confirming it right. Because I could do an apple. And moving across the bed. Sometime around January 14, 1976, they moved out of the house, leaving everything behind. They never described the horrors that occurred during that final night of terror. I guess their imaginations ran out of gas. There were several problems. Did you hear what he said? I love this guy. I love this guy. He (laughs) threw a little bit of sarcasm right in there. Their imaginations ran out of cash. Yep. They couldn't think of yeah. nothing else to find to say. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they hadn't. What else are they going to milk? Yeah. They have nothing else to they milk. They couldn't come up with book two. <laughs> Crowd, wait a minute. Don't even get me. Amelia, <laughs> you open up the Pandora's box, kid. Don't even get me started on that one because I'm going to go there tonight. With the Lutz's story, let's take a look at a few of the problems. The priest said he had never been out to the house. He only talked on the phone with George and Kathleen, but other reports say that he did actually visit the house. The story in the book said that windows, doors, and locks were damaged, but the subsequent owners said that all those items appeared to be original. The book said that there were hoof prints in the snow on January 1, 1976. This would have been challenging, as the weather records indicate there was no snow on the ground in Amityville. First of all, <laughs> where are you going to find a pig in Amityville, New York? Okay. First uh, of all, <laughs> right? Wait a minute. Did or a you, farm? Let, let's let's listen again to what he said. Listen mm-hmm. to this. I want please, folks. It's worth. It oh really my is. Gosh, I'm sorry, but worth listening to this mm. because when you hear the doctor explain it, you realize just how fucking silly. This whole thing sounds, listen. The priest said he had never been out to the house. He only talked on the phone with George and Kathleen, but other reports say that he did actually visit the house. The story in the book said that windows, doors, and locks were damaged, but the subsequent owners said that all those items appeared to be 
original. The book said that there were hoof prints in the snow. Here you go. The book said there were hoof prints in the snow made by a pig. Okay? Listen. On January 1, 1976, this would have been challenging as the weather records indicate there was no snow on the ground. You're caught in another lie. There was no snow there. It, do you know how easy it is to go back and check the weather? Oh, yeah. Even back then without the internet. Even without the internet, you could check the weather without, mm-hmm. so easily. Oh, yes. Because they had a little book, a little tiny book that still exists, by the way. It's called the Farmer's, Farmer's Almanac. Almanac. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been around for 150 years, and it ain't going nowhere. In Amityville, New York, on that date. Nobody from the Lutz family ever called the police, yet in the book, it features them calling the police several times. There were claims that the... Another lie. They never called the police, but the movie and the book had them calling the police. Let's continue, Doc. The house was built on a Native American burial ground. Lie. This was simply not true. Nope. George Lutz tried to stick with his original story. He said that the events in the book were mostly true, Later, he would say that it was certainly not a hoax. Did you hear what he said? Mostly true. Mostly true. Mostly true. Hmm. Okay, mostly true. Which means it's all bullshit. Their names were the only things true in the book. (laughs) Yeah. It's like being a little bit pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. It's either true or it's not. Don't tell me it's mostly true. Because if you gave me... If you gave me three centimeters of truth mm-hmm. and 97 centimeters of bullshit, mm-hmm. well, guess what? It's bullshit. Right. <laughs> okay. He did admit to making up some of the things in the book, though. For okay. example, there was never any green slime. George and Kathleen. Remember we talked about that? I said that. that. Green slime, yeah. I he said that. Mm-hmm. that. He claimed that there was ectoplasm coming Mm -hmm. out of the walls. What did I say Tuesday night about that, Amelia? That that is like the rarest thing to ever even happen. It's the rarest, it's the rarest psychic phenomenon ever. Ever, ever, In the history of paranormal activity, Mm -hmm. the rarest thing you will find is Mm -hmm. ectoplasm. Because mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. It is extremely, 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 extremely rare. rare. Mm-hmm. Maybe once every one or 200 years, mm-hmm. it might happen. You might be l- the lucky one. But not in my lifetime. I haven't seen Mm-mm. it. Uh, me. Let's take a listen. Divorced in 1988. Kathleen died in 2004 from emphysema. George would die in 2006 from heart disease. One of Kathleen's sons said the hauntings were real, but George also greatly exaggerated them for profit. Another son also agreed the hauntings were real. Subsequent owners of the home have reported no paranormal problems. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, nobody else has experienced nobody, any of Nobody this. else. That one family, one family who happens to be financially destitute and 
financially screwed and needs to find a way to make money real quick. They're the only family who just happens to have a spirit in the house and ghosts chasing them out and priests coming in the middle of the night who never showed up, by the way. It was just a phone okay. call or did he come the out? The priest with lied too. I hate okay. to say it, folks. Yeah, a the priest, priest lied. lied. Imagine that, a priest who would mm. lie. Please. Who'd have thought? Listen. So with all this in mind, was the Amityville horror a hoax? I think it was. It was most likely perpetrated for money. This leads to the question, why do people believe in stories like this? It seems fairly clear this was a hoax and one that was perpetrated quite easily. Many people were eager to believe in this fantastical story, which of course was presented without any supporting evidence and a substantial... Listen to what he says and you're going to hear a gem of a gold bar come out of this man's mouth. Listen to what he says. ...amount of contradictory evidence. Well, there were a few things that initially bolstered the credibility of George and Kathleen Lutz. They did not have any connection to DeFeo. They simply selected that house because they liked it. It didn't appear to be any type of conspiracy. What are the chances that a couple who would fabricate a story like this would just happen to move into a house where murders occurred? Also, they moved out after 28 days and left all their stuff behind. Many people struggle to believe they would do that if nothing had happened. Their financial problems weren't widely advertised. If they were, it would have provoked a more skeptical reaction. And, sadly, people often believe what they see in books and movies. Those types of media contribute to the credibility of these types of stories, which seems kind of ridiculous. If somebody said something was true, people wouldn't believe them. But if they wrote it down, all of a sudden it must be true. First, let's briefly take a look. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody what he just said. Yeah, if people tend to write it down, people are going to believe it more than if anything. If I say to you, Amelia, mm -hmm. guess what, Amelia? Mm -hmm. The moon outside is purple tonight. I'm not going to believe it unless... You're not going to believe it. Mm -mm. But if I say to you, if I say to you, now watch this. Mm -hmm. If I say, Amelia, I just got this newspaper and it says that the science has discovered that the moon is blue mm -hmm. or purple. Say, the moon is purple. I said, let okay? me see that. And I'm going to. You want to you you see it, don't you? Yeah. I was if, like, wait a minute. If what, it's what? written down, you'll believe it, even though it's bullshit because the moon is not purple. Exactly. I'm going to say, wait a minute. Who wrote that? And it I'm going to yeah, believe it. That's because the it's point. The that, mm -hmm. You said the magic words. Mm -hmm. You said the magic words. Who wrote that? Yes. That's the truth right there. Who wrote it? Mm -hmm. The truth lies in L-I-E-S. The truth mm -hmm. lies in mm -hmm. the credibility of the individual with the pen in their hand and the paper mm -hmm. in front. Exactly. That's where the truth lies. Let me tell you where the lies were here. Everywhere. From the beginning to the end. From when George and Kathleen Lutz moved in to the time they moved out. There hasn't been one shred of truth from day one with the Lutz family. They were people that were not credible, who had a nefarious background, 
who could not hold on the money. Kathleen Lutz spent money like a drunk sailor. Okay. Her husband couldn't make enough money to keep up with her. They had more debt than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Because they wanted to live a lifestyle that they simply were not cut out for. Exactly. Ron DeFeo Sr. was an industrial corporate giant. He made a half a million dollars a year in 1970. Do you understand what that is today? That's like $3 million. That's what I was going to say. It's going to be probably in the millions, yes. Yeah, it's like $3, $4 million now. That he was making a half a million a year in 1970. Mm-hmm. Think how long ago was that? 1970, 2022. Uh, 50, at least almost 50 years, at least 50 but, yeah. something years. No. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm where I'm going with this yeah. over here? And then electricity uh, for that house. Imagine electricity back then for yeah, the yeah, whole house. Thank you. Yeah. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. This house was located in a very wealthy neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew everybody. The Lutz family didn't know anyone and did mm-hmm. not make an attempt to get to know anyone. Right. They weren't, they were barely there long enough to, to know mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. Because 28 days later, they they got their shit and, and moved the fuck out. And then Why? Because, like yeah, they didn't Why did they it. move out, Amelia? What did we say? They couldn't Tuesday? afford it. They could not Thank afford you. the mortgage. And that, there's your ghost right there, folks. Yeah. And the DeFeo family, weren't they socializing with everybody else around the whole neighborhood? The party they that were the, their house was of the of community. Yeah. Oh my they god. They socialized with everybody. They were they the were pillars of, of the community. They were loved. They were adored. Mm-hmm. The DeFeo family yeah. were like did let's show it. Let me show you something. Mm-hmm. I got to do socialize with other people or the other family. I, I want to show people. somebody. Just let me let me do this real quick. Mm-hmm. I want people to see this. Yeah. Take a I want people to see what we're talking about here. That That's the original house. Right back the This is what I want people to see. Mm-hmm. Everything that you are looking at. Everything you are looking at in that photo, everything belongs to the property 112 Ocean Avenue, Amityville, New York, Suffolk Mm -hmm. County, New York. What's in that picture, Amelia? Let's take a look. There's a guest house. Count them out, Amelia. There's a guest house. One, two, three. Hold on. The guest house? Well, guest house. There's the main, the main house. Boat house. Hold on. Let's, let me... Let, just hold on. Just bear with me. Mm-hmm. There's a, a pool house. A guest uh-huh. house. The main house. A four-car garage. Mm-hmm. A boat house. A boat slip. Mm-hmm. A courtyard. Mm-hmm. A tennis court. Okay. And a fountain in the front. Mm-hmm. You're looking yeah. at right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell me. If there's mm-hmm. anything else I'm missing in that picture. 
Uh, Be- beautifully manicured lawns and property. Oh, uh, no. And then, of course, each one had a road to each of the property. And I, I want you to see the most important thing. Look at the house. The original windows are there. Yes. Which means, which means this aerial photo was taken at the time of the murder. Mm-hmm. Because it's cobalt blue. It's the dark. We know it was cobalt blue, the dark house. Mm-hmm. There's the half moon windows. There are the other windows on the bottom. You see that room on the bottom there sticking out where the windows are? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the atrium now. What you saw oh, with the beautiful. Yes. That's so. what that is now. There's circle in the front there, in front of that. You see the little mm-hmm. circle there? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the fountain. Oh, okay. That's where it was. Okay, that's the fountain. Look at the boat. There's you can see the boat oh, yes, out wait. there. Mm-hmm. The boat is in the boat slip. There's the boat house. There's the guest house. There's the pool house. There's the courtyard. There's the four-car garage. And there's the um there's the tent the tennis court. Mm-hmm. The tennis court would be sitting basically right behind where those big cluster of trees are. Oh, yes, I see it. All mm-hmm. of that yeah. property belongs to that house. That's what we're talking about. All right. That's what I want people to understand. Mm-hmm. This was a big place. You're it's going sad. to tell me if you're George Lutz, you're going to tell me. That you're going to leave this. I don't know what his brain did to this man. Okay. But let me tell you something. You know, I, I could have thought of better stories to come up with than a ghost chased me out of the house. Oh, absolutely. You know, think about and that. If you, and if he couldn't afford to live there, they should have never moved in. Exactly. That's what this all comes down to. They got into a house. They couldn't afford the Amityville story, ladies and gentlemen. I conclude the evidence before you. The Amityville story was a hoax. It is a hoax. There was never a ghost or spirit in the house at any time with Ron DeFeo Jr. or with George or Kathy Lutz or anyone else that's ever lived in the house. The Lutz family is the only family, the only family that had the balls to say that ghosts chased them out. The only ghost they had was an empty bank account. That was the only ghost that the Lutz family had and spending way beyond their means. And they had a nerve to Photoshop. We've all done that, though. We've all spent beyond our means, but not that kind of money. Look, I've spent two or three hundred more than I had, mm-hmm. but we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of millions mm-hmm. of dollars. That's crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Or buying a house that you know that you knew you couldn't make. A, they ran out of money. They yeah. stayed there for twenty-eight days. Why? Because the mortgage was coming up. They couldn't pay. And it. the electricity bill was coming up. And the electric and, and the telephone mm-hmm. bill and the gas bill. Yes. And all of that. Remember, they got the sewer bill. 
Mm-hmm. All that stuff. You got to pay for all that stuff. And the phone bill. Everything is going to be all different. Oh, yeah. Oh, bell tally. Oh, phone mm-hmm. on the wall. Remember? Yeah. I just got, you know, what made me more I upset than anything is that they got a priest to lie. What was the priest going to get out of this? The only thing I, I know for a fact that there was a priest there. Yeah. He came out at the request of the family, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Catholic Church will send a priest out to bless the property. What they'll do, mm-hmm. they'll take holy water, they'll mm-hmm. sprinkle it, you know, they'll say prayers, they'll walk through the house and mm-hmm. they'll pray over it. Mm-hmm. Holy water, the, sometimes they'll take uh, salt, you know, holy salt, because mm-hmm. that represents like purity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll take a little salt and they'll throw it around outside to keep the evil away and all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know the priest came out with the holy water and blessed it, okay? And that's all we know. That's it. Yeah, that they got him to and change And we story. only know that they were there one time. Mm-hmm. Once. Okay? Not they didn't come out like the movie said, like they kept coming out. Yeah. The, the Catholic Church don't do that. Yeah. If they got to come out twice, they're bringing an exorcist with them. They're bringing something. Okay, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, horrible. Let me tell you something. Do that. Mm-hmm. The Catholic Church uses exorcists. They are real. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're real. An exorcist is real. Okay, I know because I know a couple of them, and that's all I'm allowed to say. I just, you know how they could make something like this up just to earn money. Come on, people get a regular job. They're out there. They were out there. What did I, mean, I say Tuesday night? Yeah. What get a I job. Say? Get a job. They're out there. I mean, quit being such a George that... Lutz was a grifter. Tell everybody yeah, what a grifter, grifter was. Somebody that just goes from job to job and just makes that's a little it. money every two or three days. And that's it. And, you know, George went then, from, from job to job. Mm-hmm. He was so in. He needed the money. Yeah, yeah. He needed whatever money he could get because he couldn't make any money with his business. It was failing. It had already failed. Yeah, it was already failed. And he didn't know what to do after that, basically, because that's all he knew how to do was that type of. I think you know one thing that we never talked about was the Mm -hmm. wife, Kathleen Lutz. But I think she's as much to do with this as he does. I think she was a brain. You know, they had to sit down, Amelia. Yeah, I think she was a brain. They had to sit down and talk. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that, my friend, concludes our two-part saga of the Amityville House of Horrors. It was not a house of horrors. It is not now a house of horrors. Never was, never will be. Mm -mm. It's a house that a couple of people couldn't afford to buy. Or stay there anyway. Yep. They basically they gave them the house. They they gave they them gave the them house. the house as a gift, pretty much. I would think. Pretty much, yeah. The bank yeah. said, "You know what? We're going to help you get this house." Mm-hmm. The bank gave them a loan for eighty grand. Oh yes. And the real estate company took it. Oh they yeah. They took it just like that. They said, "We'll give you eighty thousand. They said, "We'll take it." Mm-hmm. They just wanted it bought. Mm-hmm. They just wanted somebody in there. Yep. Well, now, look at it now, all these years later. Yeah. Okay. I think it should just be made a historical landmark. 
but be bought by somebody. I think somebody should buy it, make it a historical landmark, and I think they should do with Amityville like they did with Graceland. Yes. Okay? Make Make it a tourist attraction. Give tours. Yes. You uh, Look, it's a big fucking... You could make a fortune on that house. Yes, you can. Okay. It'll be a house that's loved and cared for again. Yeah, that house could be taken care of. That house is beautiful. She's at it again. I'm sorry, but I love the house. It needs to be taken care of. I know. I know. I'm, you know, talk to your husband and see how much money he's got sitting around. Are you kidding? No, that house needs to be put up as a landmark. I mean, if I got that house, I would. Hop a plane to New York. <laughs> I'll meet you for pizza, and then, then you... <laughs> I stay on the second floor. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not leaving the, the second floor. It here's here's the bottom line. Okay, it's a great story. It it's a it's a great story. It made a good horror okay? movie, you know. For but for it's it it's not. You know, look. Sadly, yeah. It it's a. Uh, did people? Yes, people died there. Sadly, they did. It is, and... but the story, the house took on a life of its own. It did. It almost had no choice to after George Lutz opened up his mouth, and I mean, he created a legend out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and the Warren, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren, they had they no choice. cemented it in history. Yeah. But you will realize that without Ed and Lorraine Warren, mm-hmm. you and I are not talking about this story. Exactly. They had no choice that? but to say what people wanted to hear, basically. That's all they did. Yeah. That's well, all I'll they did. I'll tell you what. Um, tell everybody what's coming up. Actually, yeah. The next week will be a Tuesday. We will be actually discussing, uh, let's see, spiritual versus religion on the 20th. And December. Pastor Steve will be here. Yeah. Pastor Steve Kwiatkowski yeah. Yeah. And will be on here. The 22nd, we will discuss a subject that people didn't really know um, how to bring it up, but we will bring it up because, like I said, we will leave no stone unturned. Was Jesus married to Mary Magdalene? What do you think? Yeah, well, I that mentioned one? that to Pastor Steve last night. He goes, oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, well, I'm going there. Goes, we are, and we're gonna okay. open that door. That would leave that stone open. I'm gonna open that door and get my feet yep. dirty. That stone that's right there. Let's see what's under that All stone. And kinds of dirty. There, yep. look, uh, you know, we need to talk about this. Okay, mm-hmm. we need to talk about the church a little bit and, and religion. Mm-hmm. Everybody who knows me knows I'm not a religious person. I am a spiritual person. Do I believe in God? Yes, I do. Do I believe Jesus died for our sins? Absolutely, I believe that. But we also need to understand that Jesus was a human being. Mm-hmm. If you believe the Bible, the Bible says that God came down in the form of a man. Okay, I believe that. If he came down in the form of a man, then for him to be human and to be God, he has to experience what men experience, which means the love of a woman, physical attraction, sex. Yeah, I said it, sex. 
okay? Jesus would have to experience all of that. You're not going to tell me. I don't care who you are. You're not going to tell me that Jesus did not have sex with someone. I don't believe that for a minute. If he was supposed to be man and experience the things that men experience, then he would have to have sex. Mm -hmm. I'm not being out. I'm not blasphemous. I'm not being out of line here. All right. We're talking. We're to, you know, we're us. We're talking. Right. Here, you know? Exactly. I mean, and, and so when they put him on the be, cross, he bled. He, when they put him yes. On the cross. When they hung him, he bled and he died. Mm -hmm. What happened afterward? That's a matter for a lot of a lot of speculation. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Because we're going to get our hands dirty with that one, too. Yep. Um, God's either going to love me for asking a lot of questions or he's going to hate my guts. Either way, I think he don't like me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he put us but, on the search. No, I know. I know how I know God loves me because mm. I'm still here. Right. I mean, they put us on the search to ask questions and we wouldn't. They, uh, you know, he gave people the to yep. become doctors and lawyers and all kinds of stuff. And people our like us have questions. Our dress. <laughs> our name is our dress. www.tfradio.podbean.com. We are. Mm -hmm. What's the buzz podcast tonight? We did bring you Amityville, mm -hmm. the Amityville House of Horrors. That was our show tonight. I'm glad that you could stay with us and enjoy for a bit. Yes. Thank you for hanging out with Amelia and I. Yes. You can reach us at youtube.com forward slash at what's the buzz podcast. Watch our videos, listen to our audio streams. What's the buzz podcast? At gmail.com. That is our contact email. Mm -hmm. I am Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio. She is Amelia Pitbull Chapman, my able bodied producer. We are What's the Buzz Popcast on the road, in the car, where everywhere you are. And Russian with the Future Radio Network has brought you this program all year long. We are telling you this because we will be seeing you for just a little while longer, and then we're going to go away for a few weeks. For Christmas, a couple of weeks anyway. Mm -hmm. Two weeks for Christmas vacation. Yep. After the 20, yeah, after the show for the 22nd, yes, we will be sure back on will. January 3rd. So, for Amelia Pipple Chapman, I am the Mad Dog, Angelo DeCipio. <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care of each other and be in love mm -hmm. and have love and spend love mm -hmm. on me. <laughs> I want you to spend money on me, you guys. All right? Spend money on me. <laughs> All right, Nina. Yeah, Rocky, come down to visit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's Rock. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah.